0: First question, tell me one thing you do to create your best year ever.
1: Mm, I always check in with myself and make sure I am investing my time, energy, and attention into what I have control over, aka personal responsibility.
0: And how do you check in with yourself?
1: Um, You know, it's something that I've done, built up a habit and a routine of always consistently checking in I mean, in the moment, like, okay, if something feels hard, if I feel a little off or a little frazzled, I just stop and say, okay, is this within my control? and sometimes i'll do the control worksheet which is a line on a p- down the middle of a piece of paper and i just write what's mine what's not mine and i just brain dump everything that i've had on uh, you know that i've been thinking about feeling focusing on all the things and just get clear oh hey i've been investing a bit too much of myself in things that are not within my control Like what other people are doing or not doing on my team, what, uh, you know, maybe what my husband's doing or not doing, what uh, is happening in the economy, what anybody else is doing, and even results, right? At the end of the day, I can't control the results or the outcomes. I can only control how I'm showing up and the actions I'm taking to generate said results. So that's always my check-in is is this within my control? And the more I'm functioning from a place of personal responsibility, which is everything inside my bubble, being in a place of self-management, self-mastery and self-leadership, I am always consistently generating the results that I desire. So between that in any given moment, but also taking a step back first thing in the morning and being very intentional with what is one to three top key things you that are within your control that you need to make sure you do today.
0: I absolutely love it and certainly we will be talking more about intention And welcome to Best Year Ever, a podcast designed to inspire growth and impact so you can create your best year ever. And I'm your host, Rob Cressy. And oh, am I excited for today's episode because joining me is Stacy Rasky, CEO, business strategist, mindset, and leadership coach at Influential Leadership. Stacy, great to have you on the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Rob. I'm super pumped to be
0: here. So I've got to start off by saying uh, you are in the running for newcomer of the year for me. So I first started... Uh, building a relationship with you when a month or two ago, I joined uh, the Apex Entrepreneur Program and getting into Apex, I meet a lot of amazing people and living in Sarasota now. uh, I'm now starting to build out my Florida network and boom, here's this awesome person named Stacy who says, hey, I'm up here in Tampa. Let's jump on a call. We vibe. I jump on your podcast. We meet in Dallas and the rest is history. So that is why I'm so excited to be talking with you
1: thank you i appreciate it yeah it was really funny how we were just like being like all things right cream rises to the top and like attracts the like and if anybody i think hangs up hangs out with you or myself for long enough they'll realize we're the type of people that will convince them that they can do anything
0: (laughs) because everybody can do anything and stacy It took me about four seconds to write down about 10 ideas for things that we could talk about, and I'm going to start with number one, and I'm very intentional about being a very active listener, and in our first conversation, which was actually just voice memos back and forth in Facebook DMs to each other, you said something that we're going to start with, one plus one equals seven, And I love that, being someone who's a creative, someone who is all about creating more power and finding ways to do more by working less. And for a lot of people, one plus one equals seven is an equation that they're never gonna even be able to comprehend how to create. So when you say one plus one equals seven, let's unpack that a little bit. Absolutely. So there's this magic
1: that happens when people are thoroughly in self-ownership, self-responsibility, self-leadership, and most importantly, alignment, right? When we are physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in alignment with who we are called to be, and we're living that lifestyle, right? Being our highest selves, being in integrity, being present, uh, filling our cup so everyone gets this amazing overflow. And you get two people together that are in their zone of genius, in this amazing alignment in that way. There is this exponential activation of energy where we together are able to now access the third mind, the infinite intelligence that is around us. And that immediately becomes a part of the equation that's never considered in generating the results. But really what happens is now these two people in alignment, plus this infinite intelligence, we have access to one plus one equals seven. And we can do create be have so much more when we get more people together like that. And that's where we get this amazing effortless success.
0: I love all of that. And for the rest of this uh, podcast and conversation, I recommend that everybody really heighten their active listening to the specific words that are being used, both by Stacy as well as myself. Because if you literally only wrote down the key words of the things that we are talking about, I love the word infinite. I love the word exponential. I love the word activation. I love the word energy. All of these things have power inside of them. All of these words are very big. And when you're saying all of this, I think about anytime I am somewhere where I feel a cocoon of love, where this power gets created. And anytime you've been in a flow state with other people where uh, a lot of people feel it, even when you get on the airplane going to Las Vegas, you're like, oh my God, there's an energy that's going on. It's not just a regular plane ride, or you're going somewhere to see your college friends and you all of a sudden get together and no longer is one, one person and one person. You're sitting there with 20 years of memories together and boom, this energy gets created but imagine understanding that you have the choice and the power to create this whenever you want. And we can even just do this on the one level because yes, one plus one equals seven, but we show up, you show up so you can control what just you can bring to the table.
1: Absolutely. So good.
0: So What I want to ask you about now is something that I experienced when we met at MDM, Million Dollar Mastermind in Dallas. And I'm someone who's very conscious about working on my pitch, aka, hey, Rob, tell me about what you do. Boom, you've got one sentence to tell people what you do. And you and I are multi-hyphenates. We do a lot of things by design because we help people in a lot of different ways because you can't just put us in one little hole there. And I'd said to you, hey, anytime I tell people that I specialize in personal growth and mindset, it like didn't move the needle at all. But whenever I said I do specialize in podcasting, oh, I get it. And you essentially told me, yeah, Rob, sometimes you have to uh, lead with something else to get people into your world, to then get them to understand that mindset is something that is for them. So my question for you is, why do people not think that they need to work on mindset? Oh, I
1: love that question. That's so, so good, right? I, it is. Well, I, I'll, I'll present it from the space that I was in, in, you know, my, my rock bottom moment was only seven years ago. And I think about to who I was being back then, right? And it was definitely a person who did not take personal responsibility, personal accountability. I was in control of nothing internally. So I tried to control everything externally. So at the end of the day, I think it's just one of those symptoms of this old programming that we have. So in fact, if someone truly believes that some external strategy will solve their problem, and that is all, they are destined to never get their desired result. So let's put that in context. What does that mean? Every time that I was trying to lose weight, I would focus on something external. The food that I was eating, the exercise that I I was doing, you know, how am I moving my body? And then the measurement was either the number on the scale or maybe the, the inches on the measuring tape. However, no matter how many of those external things I changed, I was never going to stay at my desire to wait because I could focus on the strategy, get the results that I wanted, but because I wasn't a Doing the deep inner work and changing my emotional relationship with myself, with food, how I was numbing out with food and alcohol and all the different things underneath the surface that created the weight problem, the health problem to begin with. Well, I did the same thing that what 95, 96% of people do gain all the weight back plus some right? And we do the same thing in our businesses. I see it all the time. Biggest month effort income wise. What do we do the next month? Tank, (laughs) right? Because we're focusing on the strategies, we're focusing on the sales, but it's 80% of the work is internal. It's beliefs, it's thoughts, it's habits, it's emotions, and it's our vibe, our energy, right? How we're showing up in the world. Are we a positive? Are we a negative? What's, what's going on? It's all of that stuff. But there's so much to our conditioning from school, from medicine, from you know government, for all of these different things that everything focuses on external stuff. We do not live in a culture in which it's encouraged <laughs> to talk about anything internal. You know, we're just beginning to bridge the gap and talk about mental health, which I find even a misnomer in its labeling, because really they're talking about it being a head case thing when really it's emotional coping and skills, life skills.
0: Yeah, imagine if it was labeled something like happiness, vibe, energy things that we can relate with that doesn't have a stigma that can actually be thrown positively and i think sort of the yes and question i have for you is but stacy i'm good and i'm making a lot of money i am successful or seen as successful i drive a nice car i've got a nice house Mm -hmm. and so often i think and i think for both of us uh we don't, always, we don't often work with broken people. It's actually people who are already successful and who are already high achievers. But I also find that those people are great to work with. But how are we getting the people who are the high achievers to understand that I'm good and I've been doing things the same way is actually you can get to the next level by doing the inner work, which is actually the tough stuff so true
1: right that's exactly it i work with exceptionally successful people you know people who've already built empires you know multiple multiple businesses who are leading huge movements in the world or are you know executives in the corporate space and managing giant portfolios and budgets and at the end of the day for so many of us who are high achievers, high performers, the way in which we've learned to cope with our internal baggage is, it helps us create a lot of success and a lot of results externally because we funnel all that energy into action. I did it. I'm like, all right, well, I am basically avoiding in my inner space. So let me be a workaholic and generate the results, especially since I love what I do now that I'm in the coaching consulting space, right? I love it, so I'm getting fulfilled by it. And yet I was still playing out the same habit loop, which was avoidance. And so what I see, and I know you see this a lot as well, is these people are highly, highly, highly successful and yet still not free like they would like to be definitely not fulfilled, like they desire to be. And most importantly, they're maxed out. Everything they've done to create that success so far has been on a variable or a factor that's finite, like time or energy, instead of really leveraging their leadership by shifting who they are being as leaders, aka appropriate levels of inner work. (laughs) And so to make that shift to make that pivot, it requires going a layers deeper internally to step into being the version of ourselves we need to be to match the next level of success impact all the things but you know that's basically it is all my unhealthy coping created a lot of action that created a lot of results and yet there's other places we can see the holes in the foundation So maybe they have the house and the cars and the whatever, and it looks on the surface like they've got this amazing, perfect life. And yet, you know, those are some of the people that end up committing suicide because they're miserable or their marriage is falling apart or their health is in shambles. So really the success is very compartmentalized and still masking very deep inner worthiness wounds that all of that success has been hiding
0: or they are not doing what they love. You know how many people in the world are very successful and make a lot of money and then they're like, yeah, Rob, but uh, I'm not doing the things that I love. I've never actually built my own personal brand. I'm not being creative. So what I want to do is build a bridge for everyone who is listening or watching right now. And this is going to come from something that you said to me that immediately said, you know what, this is why I love Stacy." And the bridge is less woo and more Wu-Tang, and you said that to me, and you're like, well, what in the world does that mean? So when you're doing this deep inner work, it can oftentimes be seen as spiritual or Zen, so you hear things like meditation and journaling, and the word being is coming up over and over and over again, so it's a relationship with yourself and the story you have of yourself, and it can be very tranquil and flowing and, and creative, And a lot of people, and I know from my own experience, it took me about 100 times to hear high performers and people I aspired to be like, be like, hey, meditation is something that I do over and over and over again. Until I was like, listen, All these people I aspire to do things like are recommending this. Maybe I'll give it a shot because I always thought it was like this big woo-woo thing without understanding that I can create my own relationship with it. So when you layered on more Wu-Tang and what I want to do is make inner work more accessible to everyone. So we are less woo and more 36 chambers. (laughs)
1: thank you (laughs) i love that that is so funny well and and you hit the nail on the head right and and that goes to what i was referring to as like that fulfillment piece all that success but then they're lacking the fulfillment because it's really not reflective of their highest passion or purpose in the world right that next level of genius that they have but that's exactly it right this is creating inner work what i call high performance inner work where it's like nope just go right to the root we don't have to do the extra fluff it doesn't have to be slow and it's finding a way to work with ourselves this isn't about changing the core of who we are we're just optimizing And I think that's why, you know, and that that's why so many people kind of avoid it because they're like, oh, wait, I got to change myself or they enter into it thinking I'm broken. I got to fix something, which means I need to make all these changes. And it's like, no, 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 no. We're dialing in the 1% of the 1%. That's it. And that's why I said it's like if you're really focused, really targeted, and do it in this way that is a flow that is respected respectful of who you are, the core and soul of who you are. Your woo can be wu tang There's nothing, it doesn't have to be all fluffy and, you know, gongs and crystal balls and all that shit. Like if that's not your thing, it's not your thing. It's finding a way to incorporate the stuff that you dabble in to incorporate that actually works. I was just talking about it today. I did a live. I said, look, Tiger Woods wanted to access untapped power and potential when he was already the number one golfer in the world, but he knew he was capable of more and wanting to elevate his performance. So what did he do? He hired a coach who told him he needed to relearn how to swing the club. He needed to completely change his swing. That is a basic fundamental. The foundation upon everything that he'd built his career on had to be shifted to match the goal. So this is what we're doing, right? And you can do this in the Wu-Tang way, (laughs) but it's relearning those basics or healing some of those inner worthiness wounds, shifting some of the stories and programs that are creating these sabotage cycles or blocks or loops or whatever is getting in the way and be able to access even more of what you're capable of.
0: Yeah, now, yes, into this now, um, share something that I say first to every single one of my one-on-one coaching clients. What would you love to create today Imagine if inner work in the deep stuff in this change and transformation that we're talking about comes from what you would love to create. And then as it relates to your being, what is the most powerful version of you the one that you know to be true. And all of a sudden, it's like, well, wait a second. You're telling me I can create myself as the most powerful version of myself and do more of the things that I love? Uh, Yeah, that is exactly what we're talking about because that's how you're going to perform at the highest level. And I think the challenge that the majority of the world has and especially uh, high performers before they get to either one of us is, they operate on default instead of by design. So, you and I talk about design how we're creating what you love and we're creating your being and your powerful version. But so often it is the inputs of the world that influence our thoughts that then get us to reactively do something. And you're not consciously thinking about the thing that is uh, not creating the result that you want in your life, as opposed to being intentional about creating the process to allow yourself to show up as the best version of yourself, which, oh, by the way, you got to design and you love.
1: Absolutely. Every time. That's exactly it, right, is tapping into those parts of ourselves. But we've got to be willing to look inward and build that relationship with ourselves to get clear on what exactly it is that's lighting us up. But at the end of the day, right, everybody's always like, oh, you know, I I just, I just want to live my purpose. I want to live my purpose, but I don't know what that is. But everybody has the same purpose. It's to create. And in that creating... It's that expression of the highest version of you, right? Which is just you lighting up in your zone of genius, whatever that is.
0: So what I want to talk about now is a concept that I love, that I am also challenged by. And I think many of us are, and that is shattering our invisible ceiling. And another thing that is also on your website that says everything we need to be successful is already inside of us. So I put both of these things together and you're like, all right, shattering this invisible ceiling. And you're like, well, what in the world is that? You're like our potential and our vision and For me, I just finished reading a book, Be Your Future Self Now. And since Million Dollar Mastermind, I've been so inspired when I hear the Bobby Castro's of the world talk about my 100 year legacy. And I'm like, man, I don't have a 100 year legacy yet. That's something that I want to create for myself. And these artificial ceilings that we put on ourselves that just limit the vision of what we're creating. And then, number two, layering on top of that, knowing that. All of that is already inside of us. So to shatter our ceiling and be the best version of ourselves and to create this omnipotent vision or just the biggest thing in the world, you actually don't have to do anything different. It is the things that are inside of you that you're gonna access or strip away or do more of. Unpack that for us.
1: It is absolutely amazing to me how many people are constantly searching for answers, right? They want to know... They can feel that calling, that longing, that nudge to something. And kind of going back to the beginning of the conversation, right, is, is where we've been programmed to always look externally for the answers. I don't know about you, but I was never ever taught how to self-reflect. I was never taught how to look inward for clarity right because i mean whether whether it's programming from hey just you know let go and let god prayer whatever right even that is an opportunity for us to be in self reflection of what are the right questions and tapping into our inner knowing which is our access to all that is greater the infinite intelligence so you know, it's that same thing. It's just not a skill set that I had. So I had to learn in my own journey of healing and learning how to embody my highest self and my highest potential at any given time, that all everything that I needed was already there. I had to be willing to receive it by building a relationship with myself. I had to stop looking for everything outside of myself, for the next guy, for the next job, for more money, for friends, for influence, for whatever, for likes, open rates, right? I had to stop looking for validation and and approval from anything external. And the more I went inward, the more clarity I got and the more I went inward, the more answers I received. Everything that I needed was always there. I just never looked for it.
0: I love it. And I take notes during every conversation, including every podcast. And I just look at some of the the phrases that I wrote down based on what you just said. I was never taught. I mean, virtually everything that you and I are talking about right now I don't understand why this isn't taught in college or these are the things that can actually create the results for people to help them be successful as an entrepreneur, an intrapreneur, as a high performing executive, but at no point are habits, routines, mindsets, and ways of being ever there. And I think that's a systematic thing because you talked about it at the top and I use the same Uh, wording. We're having a 1% of a 1% conversation. So by design, the entire machine of the world uh, is not privy to this because they don't run on this frequency and this energy. But then there's three other things you said. The word opportunity. Imagine framing our entire conversation around this is an opportunity for you instead of, oh, I've got to do the work. I get to do the work. And then my own journey. So now you see the opportunity in the journey that you're on, the day-to-day, and this becomes the moment-to-moment. So you do the work, and you're always doing the work, and you're like, whoa, I love doing the work, even when you're turning pain into power because you know on the other side of it is the good version of you or the better version. And then lastly, this all gets buttoned up or puts a bow on with, Building a relationship with myself. And I had a podcast previously with Risa Costas that says building a relationship with ourselves. And Stacey, I believe what you and I have talked about so far is all around the relationship that we build for ourselves. And most people just don't take two seconds to say, wait a second what is the relationship I have with myself? Which is why so many people are challenged by negative self-talk because they don't know how to create for themselves the best version of themselves that they love. That's so
1: true. It is, it is everything, you know, we kind of thinking about the, the life skills being taught in school, right? If that was never a conversation, Even as a kid, right, like, hey, the most important relationship you have in your world right now is the one with yourself and the framework upon which that is built is another thing that is not taught, which is boundaries. And that is the most the most important skill set that I'm passionate about sharing with the world and understanding that boundaries are for our relationship with ourselves, not other people. Most people, you know, go into boundaries as the, oh, nope, not going to let that person talk to me that way. No, no, no. You are talking to yourself that way. Hence, that's the energy you're putting out in the world, which then allows some other people to do the same because you've already set the precedence. So it starts with how we treat ourselves. Nobody else is going to respect your time if you don't respect your time. So, you know, that's really where the boundaries are. Every one of those external relationships is just a mirror reflection of how you treat yourself. Change the relationship with yourself, the only one you have control over, and watch the cascade of every one of those other relationships shifting for the better.
0: And I love how all of this just came full circle because you know what, Stacey? One plus one equals seven. When you do the inner work on yourself and you create that version of yourself that is the best version of yourself where you've created that process and you've created that boundaries, so now you're vibrating at a higher energy and your vibe, oh, baby, it's attracting the right people in the world like you and I attracting. And all of a sudden, you're like, whoa, these good things are happening in my life and I'm enjoying the people around me and I'm in flow more and I feel like I'm building more momentum. Crazy how all of that works.
1: It's amazing. It's like moths to a flame. You attract in everyone that you need exactly when you need them
0: exactly and stacy uh you're just a wealth of inspiration and positive energy and i enjoy jamming with you and i want everybody else to get the opportunity to connect with you where can everybody find out more about you
1: so uh, the easiest thing, the central hub for all things Stacey Rasky is Stacyrasky.com. That's where you can get links to all of our live in-person events here in Tampa, which I know Rob will be hanging out with us very soon. And uh, any of the other cool things we have going on. And then obviously all social media platforms. I am the
0: Stacey Rasky. And I want to hear from you. What is the Wu-Tang version of the inner work that you are doing on yourself? How would you describe that for you where you are more Wu-Tang than Wu? You can hit me up on all social media platforms at Rob Cressy. And if you've been watching or listening to this podcast for a while now, you know I've got a podcast cohort coming up where thought leaders who want to grow their brand, impact the world, and have something to say, go to robcressy.com backslash voice. I would love to be a champion for you in getting your podcast launched.